Coming to you live from a lonely road outside Chicago where there ain't nobody around. It's the Darkiverse Podcast. Episode 144, Mr. Pork Waffle Tries to Climb a Tree. I'm your announcer, Gabe Gentile. On this episode, our theme is children. You know, kids. And we got the GM's toolkit and a random place. And now, before he finds out what squealers get for talking too much, here's Doc. What do you mean I gotta say it long? Okay, fine. Here's Doc. Did it long enough? Hello there, gentle listeners. Welcome back to the Docaverse podcast. I am your host, Doc Cross, and I hope you have all had a good week. Ours has been fairly warm, but not too warm. It was that way last week when it was 104, 107, 106, way up there. But now it's down in the 80s today, probably going to shift into the 90s. But by the time you listen to this, we'll be having another week of temperatures well over 100, possibly hitting as much as 109, 110. Anyway, things around here are going well. Garden is going okay, except for the tomatoes that got completely scorched during that heat spell. And a few other plants that, well, they none of them died, but they have sunburns and things. So I'm nursing them along. The sheep mulching of the yard is continuing apace. And I really, really think I'm going to probably have to have another chip drop, which means another massive pile of wood chips somewhere on my property. Anyway, what uh, isn't massive, except for their good hearts and their pocketbooks, are what my wonderful patrons do every month, which is send me money. And I want to thank those patrons, as I have always done right up at the start of every show. So, thank you, Peter. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Marion. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Jame. Thank you, David. Thank you, Bruce, and thank you, Avis. You guys are wonderful, and I hope you enjoy the show. Our theme this week is children, and for the GM's toolkit, we're going to look at the subject of big and little, meaning adults and kids. And I got those two words, not only from, you know, just thinking about the size of kids and adults, but also from two motion pictures. We all know Big. That was Tom Hanks. He makes a wish. He becomes an adult and goes through a bunch of stuff. Great movie. Then many years later, like 30-odd years later, there was a movie called Little, where a high-pressure African-American executive woman wakes up, and she's in the body of, I think, like her 11-year-old self. And hilarity supposedly ensues. I did not know. I did not watch it. But uh, the concept for a role-playing game would be pretty interesting. What if your mighty, sword-swinging, spell-casting, lock-picking, you know, undead-turning party of D&D characters suddenly got changed into their selves at, say, age 12? Right on the cusp of puberty, or in my case, and a lot of people I know out in the country, already a year or so into puberty, And all the problems they have to deal with, not to mention the fact 
that that 12-year-old kid is not going to be able to swing that great big-ass sword the way that uh, 18, 20, 30-year-old warrior did. Um, the young kid who's a wizard may be able to cast spells, but then again, maybe not. Uh, hit points are going to be drastically lower than they were. Uh, will the cleric still be in contact with his god? You know, maybe his god says, hey, you know, I'm sorry, but uh, you got to be, uh, you know, at least 18, you know? So, uh, no, ma'am, you do not get to be my cleric. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of them are going to have problems. The thief, maybe not so much, because a smaller body is actually, and a child's body is pretty advantageous for a thief. You know, you can just look like an ordinary kid there on the street, and then you can wait for the guard to walk by and pay you no attention whatsoever. And then you pick a lock, and you're small. You can skinny into places. You can hide in places that an adult couldn't. So that might be a good deal. Uh, of course, they'll have to deal with all the puberty problems, pimples, you know, raging hormones. Uh, you know, I can guarantee any kid already started into puberty is going to be very distracted by members of the opposite sex. Uh, your female characters may be experiencing all the typical things that women experience at that age. Uh, boobs starting to grow. And uh, if their armor was made for, you know, mature boobs, it's not going to fit uh, an 11-year-old, 12-year-old body. Uh, they, once again, are experiencing the initial menstrual cycle for the first time. Guys, uh, well, let's face it, you know, having a boner 99% of the time is, you know, kind of the way things are until you're in your 20s at least. But uh, certainly might make things difficult for the younger men. Uh, maybe a little less easy to concentrate on things. Not to mention the fact that nobody's going to take them seriously. Well, maybe a mage or a cleric who's trying to cure them but you don't want that to be easy. You want these characters to go out and have at least one, maybe two or three adventures, not necessarily super hard ones, where they have to find what it takes to make them normal again. All of this is going to be the same no matter what genre you put it in. Modern genre. You got kids out here trying to solve a murder mystery. You got kids in the 1930s trying to find out, you know, Who's flying that black zeppelin that shoots lightning or whatever? Um, in the Old West, you know, a group of four, five, six kids out trying to stop Jesse James or something. Uh, outer space. Suddenly, oh, actually, they did an episode of that on Star Trek Next Generation where Picard and Guinan and several others were made young again. And uh, that had complications. So... Making your characters younger is going to affect them. Now, the opposite. What if your characters are young and they get older? Now, most characters are not kids when they start playing. Although, if you're running a game that's based on kids, like kids on bikes or something like that, you could have them suddenly wake up and they're, you know, 30 years old. But your average characters, you know, those strapping adventurers or detectives or whatever who are in their early 20s, maybe up to 30 years old, 
What if they woke up and they were, well, my age, pushing 70? All sorts of stuff happens then. Um, it's sort of the opposite of being young. When you're young, you're resilient. You can fall down and, you know, get back up and keep doing things. Um, you heal faster. You don't have all the problems. Your eyesight's probably good, whatever. Mine wasn't, and a lot of my friends wasn't. But, you know, the average. Your eyesight's probably pretty good. Your sense of smell, your hearing, all that stuff. You can eat a lot of different foods. Yeah, once you get past 40, and for sure as hell once you get past 55 or 60, a lot of stuff happens. You take a fall, and it's going to fuck you up. Could break your hip. Could do all kinds of things. You may have a weaker heart. Um, getting back to that thing with boys and boners. Guess what, guys? When you get older, well, I'm not saying you can't get a boner, but you're not going to have that 24-hour raging heart on you had before, and you may not have it when you really need it, if you know what I mean. Um, women will suddenly find themselves maybe having hot flashes, going through menopause. Uh, everybody's going to be wrinkled. They're going to have less hair, maybe. Uh those firm young boobs that that Amazon had, they go down. Uh, gravity has its way with them. Uh, gravity has its way with the guys. You're probably, well, not necessarily, but you could be fatter. You're going to have just a bunch of stuff. You don't have as much stamina. So suddenly making your characters 30 years older is going to have a profound effect on them. And once again, you play that up the same way you did with kids. They have to go out. And they have to find a cure because, once again, nobody's taking them seriously. I mean, let's face it, in a fantasy setting, once a hero gets to about 40, it's time to retire. Because swinging that damn sword is going to be difficult. If you are suddenly 60, people are going to think, oh man, these old people have done gone nuts. Now, in a modern setting, it's not quite so bad. People will suddenly go, you know, well, you know, he's an old detective, but that means he's probably got a lot of experience. But you're still not going to be able to run. Your hands may not be as steady as they were, so maybe shooting a gun is suddenly, you know, got a minus to hit or whatever. Uh, who knows what's going to happen in a futuristic setting. Um, out in the Old West, that riding range is uh, hard on your body when you're 10, 11, 12, 15. Believe me, if you had to sit in a saddle all day at 65, you would just be wishing for the sweet taste of death. Uh, but yeah, either extreme you go to, going to cause a lot of problems, and it's going to be a lot of fun for the GM, and maybe it'll be fun for the players too. But of the two, I would be more likely to have characters be younger and play as kids because as kids they can do a lot of stuff that they can't do as adults which kind of makes up for the stuff they can't do as kids and to be honest there's probably a lot less chance of them getting killed than there is if they're old because once they're old all their stats and everything go in the dumper when they're young they're fast you know good senses all that stuff but whatever, however you want to run it, big, little, something you can use in your games. And if you use it, I'd like to find out about it.
All right, folks, our random place today is actually a place I never dealt with in my life, and that's junior high school. Now, when I was in school in a rural area in a not-so-wealthy county of California, uh, we went to school from, we didn't have kindergarten when I went. They did when my brother went seven years later, but not when I went, so I didn't go to kindergarten. And I just went from first grade to eighth grade, although from seventh and eighth, we got our schools split up with another school. So it sort of was like a middle school, but really not. So we went from the school, I went from first to sixth, and then we're over seventh and eighth grade in a whole other school. Now, up where I grew up, there is, in fact, a middle school. My nephew and my niece went to it. Um, but I didn't go to middle school. But I was a kid and a young teenager. And that's what this is about. They're in school. It's sort of a pre-high school kind of setting. And just like when I was talking about big and little, if you're young and you're in the school, this junior high school, you're probably, oh, you know, 12, 13, 14 years old, and puberty has hit you like a runaway train. So there's lots of drama. You know, oh, he was my boyfriend, but now he's seeing her, blah, blah, blah. There's boys trying to get their first feel up on a girl or try to first make out. Girls trying to get the same thing from boys. Uh, there's people dealing with teachers who are obviously bastards. Everybody's parents are idiots who don't let them do anything. If you live out in the country, it's boring. It really isn't, but we always said that. If you live in the city, it's boring. Same thing for the suburbs. Teenagers, young, whatever, they're, they're never satisfied with where they are. They always want to be somewhere else where theoretically a lot more is going on. However, at a junior high school, you may not be playing as students. You may be playing as, you know, teachers or parents or custodians or whatever. So what can we have going on at a high school? Well, you could have some sort of murder take place and maybe you got adults and maybe you got students. Maybe you're running a party where there people have chosen to play both. Uh, you could have some sort of political thing going on where somebody's coming to make a speech and you got all, if you're a student, you got to sit and listen to this butthead talk. And if you're an adult, you got to make sure everything goes off well because this guy may control your funding. Uh, you could have aliens in the school. What if one day you're a kid and you notice that one of your teachers is a little strange because... When he eats his lunch, instead of putting salt on it, he puts like mercury or sulfur or something like that or hemlock. You know, maybe he's eating something that's poisonous and it doesn't seem to be bothering him. Conversely, if you're playing a teacher, you're standing in class one day giving a lecture, blah, 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 and you look out and you happen to notice that Jimmy there for just a second looked a little different. It's like he broke his concentration and suddenly his skin was a little green and mottled or maybe he had seven fingers on a hand instead of five 
And now you got to deal with that. Another thing you could have happen at a high school, or junior high school, I'm sorry. Uh, you could have, well, you could have this happen at a high school too. But at a junior high school, you've got uh, a chance for there to be a science class where somebody does something, probably a kid goofing around, or maybe a teacher misplaces, you know, mislabels the right chemicals and stuff, and they create something. Maybe it's a slime chemical creature that's taken over to school and everybody's got to fight it. Maybe, you know, little Janie spilled some on her and the next thing you know, she's the friggin' walking dead. Uh, any number of things like that could happen. So there you go. A junior high school is a setting for things to take place in. You can play it as an adult. You can play it as a kid. You can play it. With half your party as kids, half your party as adults. Um, and it's mostly a modern genre thing. But you could fit it into fantasy, I think. You know, just a, a later grade of school, you know, where your kids go to one school until they're a certain age. And then they can either go on to another school or they go out and work or whatever. But it's middle school. It's junior high school. It's a place. It's random. And that's it for this week. Well, my friends, you have once again whiled away however long this program took listening to me chatter on, and I want to thank you for that. It just means the world to me. If you have any suggestions, comments, or questions, I can be reached on Facebook, where I'm Doc Cross, on WordPress at the Docaverse blog, on the Mastodon Dice Camp server as Doc Cross, via email at agentroscoe at gmail.com, if you're listening via Anchor, you can leave a voicemail, and you patrons can leave a message right on the Patreon page, and I will see it right away. If you'd like to support me via Patreon and hear these podcasts two months or more before they go up on Anchor, go to www.patreon.com forward slash cross. For one-time donations or occasional donations, use my coffee page, that's ko-fi where you will find me as DocCross4591. If you would like to sponsor this podcast or advertise on it, get in touch with me by any of the methods I just mentioned. Our music was an untitled instrumental by Big Sandy and his Fly Right Boys, and it will be our music for probably another month. And that came off of the Free Music Archives. This podcast and everything on it, except the music, is copyright 2023 by Doc Cross. I'll see you all next week. Live long and prosper.